1: The U.S. faces an explosion of coronavirus cases as the World Health Organization issues a dire warning. The pandemic is far from over tonight. As infections surge in the South, testing sites in Texas and Florida are overflowing, while hospitals across the South are overwhelmed. Beaches and bars closing as more states roll back plans to reopen. What it means for your July 4th holiday. Causing the crisis. The sudden spike now being blamed on large gatherings and lack of masks. Tonight, the country music star under fire after posting this video. And the shopper lashing out after being told to cover her face.
2: You guys are violating federal law.
1: Plus, what the governor of New York now wants President Trump to do. Abortion rights ruling. The Supreme Court strikes down more restrictions on abortion. The chief justice voting with the court's liberal wing. Why the ruling could affect this fall's election. Paying to kill Americans? Did Vladimir Putin's government put a price on the heads of American soldiers in Afghanistan? Congress now asking, what did the president know, and were U.S. troops killed? Critical condition. Two Tulsa police officers shot in the head after a traffic stop goes bad. What we're learning as we come on the air. Texas soldier missing. New developments tonight in the search for an army private who vanished from Fort Hood. And sketching out a recovery, how a young coronavirus patient's art made a difference to more than just his doctors. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We're going to begin with a dire warning and a dangerous surge of coronavirus infections across the South. The World Health Organization now says the pandemic is far from over and that it may actually be speeding up. Here in the U.S., more than half of all states are seeing increases in cases, overwhelming hospitals, and leading to long lines at testing sites in Florida and Texas. And as we head into the July 4th weekend, the second big holiday of the summer, experts are warning we may be paying a price for how states handled the first one, Memorial Day. About half of all new cases in the U.S. are in California, Texas, Florida, and Arizona, forcing some governors who once touted reopening to order new closures. Tonight, Arizona's governor says he is shutting down bars, nightclubs, and water parks for a month. Beaches and bars in Florida are also shutting down. And New York and New Jersey are rethinking just how fast they want to reopen restaurants. As we come on the air, the virus has killed more than half a million people worldwide with about a quarter of all those deaths right here in the U.S. There is a lot of news to get to tonight. And, of course, our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Miami Beach. Manny.
3: Well, Major, over the weekend, Florida reported a one-day record for new COVID-19 cases, more than 9,500. Today, the reported number was down significantly to about 5,200. Still, it's a large enough increase that four counties have decided they will shut down their beaches over the 4th of July weekend. Some beachgoers don't see how cutting off access over the weekend will help. I don't have a problem with the beaches being open because I don't think that's what's causing the problem. People 35 and under now account for nearly 40 percent of cases statewide. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez. What do you think went wrong here?
4: Well, what went wrong without a doubt was the minute we started opening, people started socializing as if the
5: coronavirus didn't exist.
3: Miami now requires face coverings in public and announced tougher penalties on businesses not in compliance. New Jersey has decided to postpone allowing indoor dining given the spikes in other states. New York City may hold off too. With cases mounting in California, Governor Gavin Newsom dialed back reopenings. Eight counties, including Los Angeles, have now closed bars. Dr. Ashish Jha is director of the Harvard Global Health Institute.
0: I'm very concerned about large parts of our country, especially Arizona, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, but other states as well, where we're seeing really pretty substantial increases in cases.
3: He also says declining death rates likely will rise again. Typically, it takes about two to three weeks uh, from an infection till somebody gets sick enough to die from the disease. Georgia reported a record daily number of new cases Sunday, and at least 19 states have more patients hospitalized for COVID-19 than two weeks ago. In West Virginia, a Planet Fitness gym temporarily closed after a member tested positive. More than 200 people who may have been exposed were asked to quarantine. And in Tennessee... Country singer Chase Rice is facing backlash after playing a concert where social distancing was not enforced. You won't hear the music of Broadway, however. Shows will remain shuttered through the end of the year. Manuel Bojorquez, CBS News, Miami.
2: This is Janet Chamleon in Houston, where demand is overwhelming COVID testing sites, even spilling out onto a nearby freeway. An hours-long wait. People recognize the importance of testing. It is better to know than not to know. It's now filtering down to small emergency clinics, which can't find nearby hospital beds.
3: We are having to send patients 50, 60 miles far away just to get them a bed.
2: Can you compare this to anything you've dealt with before medically? Never. Cases are surging throughout Texas amid reopening and mixed messages on mask wearing.
1: We encourage uh, everyone to wear a mask uh, in the affected areas.
2: The vice president wore one in a Dallas church Sunday. Jesus but the 100-plus member choir belted out hymns without them. New York's governor says the president should take action. And
0: then let the president lead by example and let the president
2: put a mask on it. From anger at a California grocery store... Anyone harassing me to wear a mask? You guys are violating federal law. ...to indifference in Boston.
0: I just personally don't care. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Huh? I haven't got sick yet, so...
2: In Texas, the governor has ordered restaurants to return to 50% capacity. Houston's Boss Cat Kitchen decided to shut down completely.
3: I've been through uh, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes, economic downturn. This is a completely different animal because there's 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 no answer to it.
0: The
2: lines for testing are growing here. And tonight, there's concern about what happens when school reopens. In one Texas district, 73% of parents said if cases keep growing, they will keep their children home. Major?
1: Janet and thank you. Today, the Supreme Court delivered a major victory for abortion rights advocates. In a 5-4 ruling, the court struck down a Louisiana law that could have shut down nearly every abortion clinic in that state. Chief Justice John Roberts joined the liberal wing in this decision. CBS's Jan Crawford reports tonight from the Supreme Court.
6: This Louisiana abortion clinic, the decision was a relief.
1: To say we're elated
7: hardly begins to to come close to what we are feeling.
6: Kavaleen Pittman's Hope Medical Group for Women had argued the Louisiana law, which required doctors to have admitting privileges at nearby hospitals, was an impossible burden. The justices agreed, with conservative Chief Justice John Roberts again casting the deciding vote with liberals to strike down the law. It was the first time in Roberts's career he has voted against an abortion restriction. Writing for the liberals, Justice Stephen Breyer said the Louisiana law poses a substantial obstacle to women seeking an abortion. Roberts wrote his own, more narrow opinion, pointing to a decision four years ago that invalidated a nearly identical Texas abortion law. In that case, Roberts joined conservatives in dissent. He wrote today, I continue to believe that the case was wrongly decided. The question is not whether it was right or wrong, but whether to adhere to it in deciding the present case. That is not the outcome many expected. With the addition of two new justices appointed by President Trump, it was widely believed the court was poised to allow greater restrictions on abortion. Conservatives blasted Roberts' decision.
7: He wants the court to be perceived as apolitical. But unfortunately, by making some of these decisions on a political basis rather than on a legal basis,
6: he's doing the exact opposite. But siding with liberals is becoming a familiar pattern with Roberts in some of these big cases going back to 2012 when he provided that key fifth vote to save Obamacare to the recent ruling preserving DACA. All big disappointments for conservatives. Major?
1: Jan Crawford, thank you. Tonight, the White House is insisting President Trump was never briefed on reports of a Russian plot to target Americans in Afghanistan. Now members of Congress of both parties, including top Republicans, want answers. CBS's Weija Jang is at the White House tonight. Weija,
5: Major, today a group of Republican lawmakers came here to the White House for a classified briefing on that report, and tomorrow a handful of Democrats will receive one, too. Their leaders are urging the administration to brief all members of Congress as questions continue to mount. Tonight, lawmakers are demanding answers from the White House about reports that Russia secretly offered bounties to Taliban-linked militants for killing American soldiers earlier this year. President Trump claims he wasn't briefed on the matter because the intelligence gathered was not credible. But CBS News has learned the president's national security aides discussed it.
2: If you weren't briefed on this important report, how can you run an administration where something this important is not brought to your level.
5: Military officials were reportedly reviewing American casualties in Afghanistan to find out whether Russia was linked to any of them. Congressman Mike McCall was one of several Republicans briefed at the White House this afternoon.
6: If it is true, I think it's very important to say there should be very severe consequences on, on Mr. Putin uh, and Russia. Uh, they are not our friend.
5: Congresswoman Liz Cheney was also in the briefing. Earlier on Twitter, she asked what has been done in response to protect our forces and hold Putin accountable. Democrats claim the president's coziness with Russia may have influenced the administration's response.
7: Despite what Donald Trump may think, Russia is not a friend. They are a foe.
5: CBS News has learned the intelligence community knew about the allegations and that while the CIA believed them to be legitimate, the National Security Agency questioned their validity. The White House says that's why President Trump did not hear about the assessments. So intelligence is verified before it reaches the president of the United States. um, And in this case, it was not verified. Presidents often receive intelligence assessments presented with varying levels of confidence. For example, information that is used to track and thwart terror threats. Sources tell CBS News the term verified is not typically used within the intel community. Major.
1: Ouija Jane, thank you. The former Minneapolis police officer accused of murdering George Floyd had a court appearance today, along with three others accused of aiding and abetting him. Floyd was killed five weeks ago tonight, setting off worldwide protests against racial injustice and police brutality. CBS's Jamie Ucas reports from Minneapolis.
7: The four former police officers charged in the death of George Floyd appeared in a Minneapolis court. Two were able to walk in with their attorneys. Derek Chauvin, who was seen kneeling on Floyd's neck, appeared by video conference from a detention center. The judge set a date for the first trial for all four officers, March 2021. Members of the Floyd family sat in the front row of the courtroom today, including George Floyd's uncle, Selwyn Jones.
3: They had control of him breathing or not breathing. And uh, they, you saw what they did.
7: Floyd's last words of I can't breathe sparked protests worldwide, with many asking for police reform. A recent New York Times study found that over the past decade, 70 people have died in law enforcement custody after saying those same words.
2: This is a luau party.
7: (laughs) Including 23-year-old Elijah McClain, a black man put into a chokehold by Colorado police last year and later died. At a violent vigil for the musician over the weekend, City of Aurora officers are being questioned after using pepper spray to disperse the
3: crowd. The police need to know that they can't murder people whenever they have a bad attitude.
7: Back here in Minneapolis, the judge says there are 8,000 documents, including video and audio recordings, for both sides to sort through. The officers face up to 40 years in prison if convicted. Major?
1: Jamie Ucas, thank you. Two Tulsa, Oklahoma, police officers are in critical condition tonight after both were shot in the head during a traffic stop. One of the officers is a rookie. He'd only been on the patrol for six weeks. The other, a sergeant. Police say a suspect is now in custody. Tonight, the secretary of the army is pleading with the public to help find a young soldier who has been missing from Fort Hood in Texas for more than two months. Investigators suspect foul play in the disappearance of Private First Class Vanessa Guillen. Who had recently told family she'd been sexually harassed on the base. Here's CBS's Maria Villarreal.
4: Volunteers scour the Central Texas Brush searching for Private First Class Vanessa Guillen.
3: I feel that somebody at some point would have been able to notice something, and the fact that they're not speaking up, it only makes things worse. The
4: 20 year old has been missing since April, her mother Gloria pleading for the Army to give them answers. <laughs> Guillen was last seen in a parking lot on Fort Hood's base. Investigators say they found her car keys, ID, and wallet in her armory room where she was working. But her cell
3: phone is missing. She had actually texted her boyfriend that she was going to go into work and she would text back as soon as she could. And that text
4: never came. The U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command has launched an investigation saying they are doing all they can to find her.
1: We want to bring Vanessa home as efficiently and as rapidly as possible.
4: But the family's attorney, Natalie Kuwam, is demanding the case be removed from base officials and independently investigated. Was Vanessa having problems within her unit?
2: Well, we understand that she was sexually
4: harassed by a couple of her superiors at two different occasions that she reported to her family and her friends and her colleagues at work. Tonight, we have confirmed the FBI is aiding in this investigation. And although we have not independently verified those allegations of sexual harassment, we do know Vanessa's story is inspiring others online, sort of having them, all these survivors, come forward and say that they are Vanessa too. The hashtag is I am Vanessa. Major.
1: Maria Vida thank you. The man known as the Golden State Killer, 74-year-old Joseph D'Angelo Jr., pleaded guilty today to 13 murders. D'Angelo, wearing a plastic face shield, was wheeled into a temporary courtroom at Sacramento State University, a room large enough to allow social distancing. The former police officer was arrested two years ago in connection with a wave of rapes and break-ins that terrorized California back in the 1970s and 80s. Decades later, his DNA was traced through a genealogy website. D'Angelo told investigators he was guided by an inner voice known to him as... Jerry. He will now spend the rest of his life in prison. No chance of parole. In what the Federal Aviation Administration calls an important milestone, the Boeing 737 MAX took the first of three certification flights today. The FAA is overseeing the tests focused on the plane's automated flight controls. The 737 MAX has been grounded, you might recall, since March of 2019, after a pair of crashes overseas killed 346. Boeing said it hopes to get the Max back in service later this year. It is the job of doctors and nurses to heal. That is a given. But sometimes it can work in reverse. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver.
0: Last month, 17-year-old David Vargas was hospitalized for the COVID-related inflammatory syndrome that has been striking children.
3: These people with, you know, masks and gowns and gloves come into your room. You can't even see their face it's really strange. I found a way to endure it and go through it, you know, with the things that I love to do.
0: Vargas loves to draw. He found his subject matter at his bedside, doctors and nurses under layers of PPE.
6: It made me feel seen in a way that I hadn't experienced.
0: Dr. Alana Siegel is a pediatric resident with Mount Sinai Health System.
6: I just want to pull down my mask and say, this is my face. This is who I am. I'm taking care of you and I'm not able to do that. And it feels impersonal, and seeing that he took that and ran with it and made something completely beautiful out of that was very rewarding.
0: Dr. Siegel even has a namesake, a seagull. She calls it her spirit animal.
6: What I found so funny is that everyone said, you know, he didn't even have to write Dr. Siegel on it, that they could tell it was me, just by the way I held my body and moved my arms. It was a very a lot of Siegel pose. Dr. Siegel was so blown away by the way that you drew her. Um, She feels like you brought her alive.
3: I'm really happy that, you know, she sees the the life in that picture, and I'm, I'm happy that it put a smile on her face.
0: A picture with smiling about. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Montclair, New Jersey.
1: To be seen helps. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, out of the hospital, but far from well, we'll tell you why so many COVID-19 patients face a long road to recovery. And if you can't watch us live, well, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in Washington. We hope to see you tomorrow. Good night.